you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino the Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and on this podcast, I'm joined by a different co-host every week, and we watch and discuss a movie from a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino likes or recommends, see if they've influenced his work, and to see what they're all about. There will be spoilers on possibly any movie. Um, today, I'm joined for the third time by Dave Lizabram from Rock Docs Podcast and the Little Slugger Podcast that he does with his son. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks. I don't know how many, I don't know uh, how many guests have been three timers. I don't know if it's uh, a lot or <laughs> I'm uh, trying only, to think. <laughs> only, only chip so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he, he, he's a co-founder, so I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But now he's gone. So, uh, you know, but it, it was interesting too, when you and I started this, I think we talked about it last time where I was like, it was a time when Chip had just left and I was like scrambling for people. And I'm like, what do I do? And I was like, Hey, do you want to be my permanent co-host? And you were like, <laughs> and you said nothing. And I'm like, okay, that speaks volumes. I understand. Well, I don't want to, I have two other podcasts plus, you know, <laughs> yeah, a exactly. wife and child. And <laughs> well, so. It's a thing like this guy that, um, spoiler alert or, or a little behind the curtain thing. I recorded the episode that's going to be on after this one. I recorded already and me and that guy we had a lot of fun and he was like let's do another one like i want to i want to be you know you get all excited and you go yeah, okay, great. okay but then you don't want to sign on for anything and be like oh shit now i'm screwed now i gotta do this podcast and that podcast and you know yeah i know that's why we're doing this once a month that's what i can yeah yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> i love doing it but you know it's just finding the time to do everything you know well and especially for this movie, when I'm like Shanghai Joe, I'm like waiting to hear from you. Like, oh, I watched a trailer. Like, what the fuck did you get me into? You know, I don't care. Whatever. So, no, it was a fun one. Um, did you want to talk about uh, Rock Docs or uh, Little Slugger? Uh, I said off mic, <laughs> this Little Slugger, he was like, it's a baseball doc I do with my son. It's just and it's a 10 minute thing. It's really digestible easily. So I do not care for baseball i can watch a game if it's you know close or whatever oh it's exciting but i'm not a big i'm not a big into it you know give me football give me basketball but i listen i go i'm gonna listen to one episode maybe i'll see and all of a sudden i'm in it your son is like a genius like six and a half years old and he's like oh hank aaron hit blah 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 and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like what the hell like holy shit like it's amazing and and where and where he's like he's like uh he like uh announces himself and then says oh yeah and my dad you know and dad, <laughs> you know and the coach you know yeah it's a lot of fun he loves it he begged me to do a podcast and um and uh so i said okay you know it's fine i mean if you want to do it we'll do one episode and then he just kept going you know he wants to do it and 
And so it's, yeah, we do it every now and then the off season is every two weeks. It's called Little Slugger. It's on wherever. And yeah, I mean, it's just my, my, my kid talking about, ba- that's like, he's, he's into baseball. Just like yeah. I was yeah. saying, like some kids are into dinosaurs or Barbies yeah. or Hot Wheels or whatever they're into. And that's great. Yeah. He likes baseball. So he's obsessed yeah. with it. Just like kids get into things and it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. Like, you know, with, with him and me, like, you know, and, and, and then like all his friends listen to it. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Like I'll have these little six-year-olds running around saying like, Oh, remember episode four of little slugger. (laughs) It's like, Oh, wow. My other podcast that I like take more seriously. (laughs) I don't, sometimes I don't get nearly as much attention, even though we're working really hard on it. So, well, yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, and then, well, also you and I growing up, was our parents would record us they had the videotape and they would record us on video with a little mic and so you wouldn't have very many of those every once in a while oh you said something funny is record it and let's blah 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 this is like now you got all those recordings like forever like you can always yeah yeah it's fun like maybe when he's older you know when he's growing up he'll want to listen back and be like well it's kind of cool to hear yourself talking as a kid i guess i don't know yeah maybe he'll find it interesting um, yeah, but you know, like his his grandparents like it. You know, it's it, but <laughs> yeah. it, you know, but yeah, we've actually had some people in the world of baseball. Um, yeah, you know, nice. base, like baseball uh, reporters and things like who checked it out and and have talked about it and like it. So that's kind of fun too. It's it's yeah. nice for him to get that to get that feedback and just say like, oh, you work on something, you you're consistent, you try yeah. your best, and and then you get feedback, positive feedback, and it, you know, it's like kind of like a you can do whatever you want kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I like about this is all of a sudden I'm having all these people be like, hey, can I be on your show? Like that girl that was on for Lady Snowblood. She's like, she, she wrote me out of the blue. Great. Yeah, wrote write me out. Of the <laughs> I'm blue. like, why are you having me on? This person really knows stuff. <laughs> She's like, well, that's what's interesting is it doesn't have to be that. It's the passion of talking about, yeah. you know, this guy yeah. or the movie. So she wrote me out of the blue and was like, hey, I want to be on and promote my book. I'm like, okay. And she wrote me yesterday, said she's sending, like I bought her book digitally, but she's going to send me a physical copy in the mail from London. Oh, that's great. That's nice. So, and then it just happens, spoiler alert again, ahead of something that I picked for the end of sitting target episode, we're doing audition. So Mm. now that's in her book because it's one of the second- golden age whatever um but it's just crazy how all of a sudden everybody i want to be on the show i'm like okay cool like when before chip left i was freaked out like what am i gonna do am i gonna do solo shows what's gonna happen um but i want to give a shout out to someone who responded to the question so there's questions on spotify that i put uh, on the podcast Mm -hmm. you can put on there when you post them and uh i put on every episode like what do you think and uh what did you think about this episode? And Bob O'Rourke wrote good stuff, huge Tarantino fan, and also a huge Dawn of the Dead fan. Easily my favorite movie of all time. Just diving into this episode and your show now. Loving it. End quote. So thank you for that. Um, uh, what did I say? The name of Bob O'Rourke. So I also want to make a correction from last week. The movie I was trying to think of when I talked... <laughs> I was talking about a karate movie and I couldn't think of it. And I said like hand of death or something. And I was like, it was like, wah, wah, and it all turned red. It was five fingers of death that I was trying to think. Mm, of. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, so I, I was like, Oh shit. So I told her and she's like, Oh, okay. But may it's one where everybody else might know. But for me, I go, Oh my God, like I fucked up. I need to make a correction. 
rate us, review us, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, we have no Tarantino talks for this movie. I couldn't find him saying anything about it. So with this movie, I said, I'm just going to watch it on YouTube or something. And I reach out to that guy, Sam, who was on the Black Gun episode. And Sam's like, I go, should I buy it? It's on Blu-ray for like 20 bucks. He's like, yeah, buy it. So I'm like, okay. So I bought it on Blu-ray. Just watched it right before we started recording. And it's fun. And I'm glad that I bought it. And there's a whole East meets Western uh, thing on there, like a documentary, like a video essay. It's really cool. I'm sure you just watch on Tubi or YouTube or. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Um, and it was just, uh, that's that's how I could get it, you know, quickly and easily. And uh, yeah, but the transfer was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say it was good. Yeah, my Blu-ray was really good and it was widescreen, but I think YouTube was widescreen. It was just more yeah. punched in a little, but <clears throat> yeah. Um, but there's no real TV spot for this because we'll get on with the show now, but I don't have a TV spot because it's just noises and him fighting. And that's what I kind of ruined it for myself because I was looking for a trailer. And when you watch it, it's all fighting stuff. And then you're like, well, you're showing all the cool shit. Like, damn. Right. You know, so I kind of wished I wouldn't have done that. Um, But I did. So Uh, the fighting fist of Shanghai Joe, a.k.a. Shanghai Joe, 1973. Also, what, the dragon strikes back, I think. Hmm, Um, Something like that, maybe. The plot, a Chinese immigrant recently arrived in America, fights to free Mexican slaves from their cruel master. Starring Chen Li as Shanghai Joe and Chin Hao. Uh, according to the Spaghetti Western database, lead actor Chen Li may have been a Japanese karate instructor, but according to director Mario Ciano, Eye in the Labyrinth, he worked in the laundry, not in a dojo, and was picked because he looked like a young Dustin Hoffman. But, okay. however, from an interview that I just watched, Master Katsutoshi Mikuri. Mikuria, who was the guy that he fights at the end, he's like a master uh, yeah. martial artist. He's a mar- he said that he, that guy was a martial arts instructor who had lived in Rome for like two years and was mm-hmm. like training. And his real name was Miyoshini Hayakawa, which is Japanese, not Chinese. So what's interesting is with his eyes, you know that Jackie Chan had that surgery done to make his eyes wider i'm wondering if this guy had it because his one eye is kind of and the other eyes you know yeah i didn't really notice he doesn't quite look japanese but but he is japanese yeah i don't know um maybe it was just the hair and the you know the whole kind of style yeah yeah, but um yeah yeah it definitely was not a question of the movie expecting that the audience was uh particularly woke when it comes to um the distinctions between uh asian cultures yeah. i don't i don't think they were as uh sophisticated and knowledgeable well, and uh considerate about that as we are today so wait until uh, at the know, end i have a thing, think, yeah well i have i have a thing about the sequel at the end which is totally like crazy but... oh i did I, I got extra credit points i watched the sequel oh did you I <laughs> the return was... of shanghai joe I heard it wasn't very good, but okay, then we'll talk about it now. Uh, it's bad. Of, <laughs> it's real of, bad. <laughs> speaking of culturally inappropriate, they got an Italian guy play in yellow face playing Shanghai Joe, and they don't have the same director. And, you know, so they said it Wait, just no, wasn't they, the, in the sequel, Return of 
<clears throat> the one I saw with Kinski, mm-hmm. Klaus Kinski is in the sequel. The, there's a, you know, it's playing a different like, guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're like, let's make a sequel. And it, it, it's a, I believe it's a Chinese actor playing Shanghai Joe. He doesn't look anything like this guy. Right. Klaus Kinski is really the lead. Uh, he's a villain, but he gets like probably more screen time than Shanghai Joe does. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with the original. You know, it's just like, here's an Asian guy in a blue. Yeah, Chinese type suit doing some martial arts in the old west. Like you know, there's really no connection. Um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's was like it's a cheapo. You know, Klaus Kinski always worth watching. But uh, yeah. and also the sequel has um, uh, this. It's one of these movies where you have this like they they compose a theme song, and mm-hmm. it's like this weird demented soft rock like Hey Shanghai Joe, and it like repeats. Whenever he gets into a fight scene, it rolls into this like, you know, it sounds like it's like trying to sound like bread or one of those, you know, kind right, of soft yeah. rock early to mid 70s <laughs> bands. Um, but it, it sounds like it's Italian singers, maybe, yeah. um, you know, speaking phonetic English. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. I haven't been able to find the song. I tried to find the song. Like yeah. It's not on Spotify. It's not on YouTube. I couldn't like I couldn't find it um, anywhere because I was like going to send it to you or something. But like, yeah. it's like this weird. It's almost like um, Last House in the West, the Last House on the Left, when like the the kind of like folky music comes in. Oh right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. why? Like it doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. Yeah. So like that's really catchy, but I do not recommend the sequel. It is uh, it's rough. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. I, um. Yeah. On the uh, but it is an Italian actor because I just watched that video essay oh, so maybe, and that guy know. is like it could have been also a different one there might have been multiple ones i'm not really sure no i think it was that one it's called return of shanghai yeah. joe and all right yeah you know but he looked the way they showed him i was like oh he looks chinese but it's like no it's an yeah, italian so maybe i just didn't it's an italian maybe I didn't See, look notice. at you yeah now you're culturally inappropriate how dare you there you go yeah <laughs> You're like the people I, with this in 73. No, no, for like no. Chinese, I, I, Japanese. Shang, I, I don't accept, know. I accept Shanghai Joe is whatever he is. Yeah. Um, Klaus Kinski is Scalper Jack, which fucking, uh, he's so fucking good. Carla Romanelli as Christina. Gordon Mitchell as Burying Sam is his name. Um, Robert Hundar as Pedro the Cannibal. Giacomo Rossi Stewart as Tricky the Gambler. So there's interesting. Some of these people, Tricky the Gambler reminded me of he had this uh, Eric Roberts look to him. I was like, oh, I could see Eric Roberts being him. And the main guy that I'm getting to right now, Piero Lully as Stanley Spencer had this. um, Oh, what's the guy from? Casino Royale, um, Mads Mickelson. He had that kind of look to him. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I could see that too. Okay. And You're casting the uh, the re- the inevitable remake. Yeah, yeah. When you and I, when you and I do <laughs> the reboot, a, it'll be an yeah, episode yeah. Netflix series about the you know history of Shanghai Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Katsutoshi Mikure. This last name M I K M I K U R I Y A Mikuria. Makiura. Makiura. Yes. Well, we're not going to get it right. <laughs> I would go. No, yours sounds more right. It's just like. <laughs> Don't come to this podcast have, for authentic yeah, for pronunciation of yeah, or two Italian. white guys trying to. Yeah. Um, he plays Mikuja, and he was the yeah. one at the end that fights, uh, yeah. which is funny. They got little things that they got wrong were like his tattoo things should have been on the other side, his little burn. Yeah. Well, but it's, but yeah, if you're, <clears throat> the fights in this, though, are, 
I'm amazed at how good the fights are for this movie being so kind of whatever. But written by Mario Chiano, the director, Fabrizio Trafon Treca, and Carlo Alberto Alfieri. So again, I'm not an Italian. Sorry, everyone. Directed by Mario Chiano. So like most Italian genre directors, he had almost every different form of Italian exploitation. Peplum, which some of this information I got from other places. So I never heard of Peplum, but that's Ulysses against the son of Hercules, the terror of Rome against the son of Hercules. So I guess those are the Hercules movies, the sword and sandal, a Gothic, the amazing nightmare castle, Euro spy spies strike silently, lay spy, Usia Dono in Silenzio, Giallo, which I love, Eye in the Labyrinth, Calling All Police Cars, and Polizio Tecchi, Bloody Payroll, Weapons of Death, and Nazi Exploitation, Nazi Love Camp 27. So that sounds like more of a, what was that girl? Uh, uh, the, I, what's her name? Ilsa. She won't Ilsa. The SS, that one? Ilsa. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like one of those. And he, yeah. He also shot second unit on a fistful of dollars. So oh, that's no cool. Yeah. Cool. And uh, on this video essay, I just watched The Silent Stranger starring Tonio Anthony, which is funny, Anthony Anthony, <laughs> and was the first East meets West movie that was made in 1969, but didn't come out until 1975. So a lot of people mm. were thinking like Red Sun was the first one with Charles Bronson and... Um, uh, John a blank, the French guy um, from Les Samurai. No, Delon. Alain Delon. Alain Delon. And uh, Alain Delon. And then um, Seven Samurai, Toshiro Mifune. And so they're all in it. And that was like 1971. Mm -hmm. But this movie that was filmed in 1969 called The Silent Stranger, where he goes to Japan, but didn't come out for six years until 75. So... Hmm. I need to check that one out. You're ready to get to some listener opinions. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. Sam Panico from BNS about movies and Drive-In Asylum wrote, quote, I love how the bad guy that Stanley Spencer hires to kill Shanghai Joe seems like video game bosses. Tricky the gambler, Giacomo Rossi. The night Evelyn came out of the grave. That's where he's from, which I do like that guy. Uh, Pedro the Cannibal um, from Sabata. Uh, and then Burying Sam, Gordon Mitchell, who improvised and sang the song China Chin, Chin Chin China Man, while carrying a shovel to try to kill Shanghai. And Scalper Jack, an astonishing Klaus Kinski, who is obsessed with hair and you genuinely fear for the life of Carlo Romanelli in their scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's amazing. Then there's the big boss, Mikuja, the only person who has the same martial arts technique and tattoo as our hero. I also love this movie because it seems like it's going to be slapstick and then someone gets our eyeball ripped out of their head. It refuses to, to be normal or easy to predict and isn't that what we want from a movie, end quote. Snakeskin Jacket on Twitter wrote, bunch of liberal propaganda <laughs> he had wrote and said like he goes i didn't he said i didn't like it and i'm like it looks like so silly it's fun like i said i hadn't seen it yet and he was like oh maybe i should have went into it that way he went into it more 
I don't know, Kung Fu. I don't know what, but he was disappointed by it. I was like, no way. Uh, Cesar, okay. go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't know it was a uh, liberal propaganda. <laughs> well, I think that shoot, not like... shoot Mexican people for no reason. <laughs> like, yeah, you're really defining yeah. liberal down. I guess at that point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Caesar Manansala on the Making Tarantino the podcast Facebook page wrote, "Quote: Shanghai Joe is an interesting kung fu spaghetti western." Shame Bruce Lee didn't live to consider hopping over to Italy to work on those. End quote. Damian Matthews on Video Archives podcast fans page on Facebook wrote, quote, Klaus Kinski played some pretty kinky roles in his career, but none as lurid as Scalper Jacks, a madman with a fetish for scalping his victims alive. Disturbed by Buffalo Bill, it rubs a lotion on its skin. Then be warned to look away when the wooden baby enters the scene. So the wooden baby, I don't know what that means like i wrote this down and now when i think about it i don't know the wooden baby maybe that's klaus kinski's name the wooden baby but i don't know yeah this this might be my favorite role so far of his i've seen three of his movies you know on the show um so we did uh we did the great silence and we did um Mm -hmm. uh shoot the living pray for the dead he did great Mm -hmm. in that those so the great silence might be my favorite, but this one, he's so disturbing. And they said he would come in for a little bit of time, but get paid the most money. Like you give him a yeah. lot of money and you're like, come on in. Um, so yeah, really good. But being as this is a spaghetti, Western, Eastern, whatever, uh, let's play a spot from spaghetti, Western database. Since 2004, the Spaghetti Western database has been the premier online resource for fans of the celebrated European movie genre. SWDB boasts a large collection of interviews, lists, film and home video reviews, images, and is updated daily to provide the most detailed information available. With a dedicated global community of contributors and powered by lightning-fast, easy-to-navigate MediaWiki software, everything you want to know about Spaghetti Western cinema is right at your fingertips. Visit the SWDB today, located online at www.spaghetti-western.net. All right, now we're ready to discuss it. I don't mean to rush through this, but I figure maybe you have a lot to say about this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah. Go for it. Just get, let's uh, get started, well, I guess. First of all, everyone's racist in this town. The music is beautiful. I love the music. Great music. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, I was looking for the soundtrack. I couldn't find it. Uh, somebody said that you could get the Blu-ray and the soundtrack, like a CD of the soundtrack and that together. And I was like, oh, that might be nice. But I already bought the movie, so now I got to go look for it. Um, but the music is by Bruno Nicole. Uh, it was reused for Have a Good Funeral, My Friend, Sartana Will Pay. So, you know, mm-hmm. those Sartana movies that, you no. know, Lee Van Cleef did one. And then um, I think uh, Yul Brenner did all the rest. Um, I think, if I'm getting that right. Um, and then I put here and I didn't look at the years for Kung Fu, but I think Kung Fu and Billy Jack were big and they said, oh, there's an idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's go with that idea. Right. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, it's, there's a pretty kick-ass fight when he fights those three guys. I put that down, mm-hmm. like those guys in the bar, like right. that's awesome. You know, they're picking on him, tried to trip him and, um, <clears throat> What it, and the way the fights are where in some of these 70s movies, they'll do karate fights and they're not connecting, but the other person's reacting. 
these are all connecting, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know that I bought him as a karate or, or a Kung Fu, you know, fighter that much. I mean, right. I don't know. It was, it was a lot of wire work, which can yeah. be done well or not. Yeah. A lot um, of flips. But it was, <laughs> yeah. And it's, that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, but it, you know, it didn't have the same impact to me as like the, you know, a lot of the, whatever, Shaw like Brothers, the, but, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like executing the, the fights at that level. And, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, overall, I would say, um, you know, the, the guy who plays Shanghai Joe is, is definitely the weak part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not, I mean, in my opinion, like, I mean, it's not like they give him a lot of character. They give him like right. a tiny bit of backstory at the end, but basically it's just like, he's there. He's a guy who likes justice and doing the right thing. And he, you know, is good at everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah. no, there's there's challenge for him to overcome in the sense that these bad guys are all trying to kill him, but like there's no growth of the character. You know, he yeah, starts yeah, out yeah. and he's like a great gambler and he's like a cool dude and he's good at riding a horse that nobody can ride and he yeah. can, you know, fight and he can do all these things and he also he has this moral code. And you know, it's it is kind of like a thing where it's like all the practically all the, you know, white people in the movie are the bad guy and he's the one person that sees the corruption, which is like, okay, you could say like, well, that's whatever, you know, but it is an interesting, you know, like, I feel like there's an attempt there yeah, to have, you know, a, a commentary about America or Western culture and say, oh, if you look at it from an outside perspective, there's all this brutality and violence and exploitation, and he's providing the outside perspective. Now, this is not an academic film. It's not yeah. really a political, you know what I mean? And yeah, so- yeah. The way, you know, it, it's not really thought through beyond that, yeah, um, yeah. but there, you know, there is a, a depth to it on that level, um, but you pretty much get it right away. Like it starts out in San Francisco in 1882, I think, yeah. and he like helps some kids figure out how to open a coconut. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what that has with, to do with I, Shanghai I or thought anything, that was like, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a bouncing like a racquetball, but it's his yo-yo, I guess. Oh yeah. He, video yeah, right. He has this like. He has this yo-yo that he's like able to crack open a coconut with. And yeah. you're like, okay, this is going to be like his main weapon through the movie is this like crazy yo-yo. And then like you barely ever see it again. Yeah, so he like uses it once of, to hit bit. the guy in the head. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. And so that's kind of weird. Um, and then like he decides to go to Texas and he like gets a stagecoach, you know, yeah. whatever that like the guy makes him sit on top. He can't sit like with the passengers. Yeah. And um you know, again, you're just getting hammered over the head that everybody is racist, which is probably accurate at the time, like especially yeah, yeah. with respect to Chinese immigrants. They were, you know, treated as poorly as nearly anybody you can imagine. Yeah. Um, not to say that people of Mexican descent or black people or whatever yeah. were treated well either. The, the um, whole, but, yeah, the whole yeah. building, the yeah. railroad, like all of that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but it's not explained where he came from, why he wants to go to Texas, what he wants to do. And then he's just kind of wandering around and getting, you know, getting into these adventures. But I mean, really it kind of, gets going when you get to the mass the massacre of the mexican slaves basically um which i don't know if you want to talk about that or if we're jumping around or whatever well no we're we're going to be moving into i mean that's my thing so i try to take these notes when i want to like help us go through it but we could jump all over the place but it is interesting now that that you think that you said it and i think about it we talked about it for the great silence i don't know if you saw the great silence but mm, I don't think so with that. That's where the gunfighter doesn't speak. He's silent, but, and they do it like uh, a fistful of dollars, but instead of that and your Jimbo where he gets, you know, he has to like work out mm-hmm. and get better. 
right on this Shanghai Joe, he gets shot in the legs. He doctors himself up. You don't see him right. practicing his karate to get better with his legs, working out his legs. <laughs> Just does the acupuncture. Right. There's and... no, there's no training montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No Rocky Four. Uh, give me that Rocky Four music on top of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fistful of yeah. dollars, like yeah. Yeah, it's just like this person, by virtue of, um, you know, of of his uh, ethnicity, yeah, <laughs> has yeah. all these incredible powers, which is on, on maybe on some level was intended to be respectful of people yeah. of Chinese descent, and on the other hand, it reduces them to these supernatural people and not human. So and you it, know, you run that issue, you run that struggle whenever you're representing a culture. It's like you want to honor them and be respectful, but also you want the characters to be human and have struggles and have to learn and grow. Otherwise it's not really a movie. Yeah. I was going to say it's the, um, I can't think of the guy's name right now, of course, but the, the whole thing, the hero's journey, it's that thing mm -hmm. you want kind yeah, of Yeah, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Joseph Campbell. Thank you. You want that to happen. But when it's just, you know, when he's a superhero that can beat anybody, you're like, okay, well, where's the, you know, right. he gets hurt, which granted when he gets shot in the leg, the legs and Klaus Kinski is walking around him with the horse. You're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Like you don't know, but you know, then, you know. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like Captain Marvel. Like I haven't seen the new Marvel movie, but yeah. I saw the first one and, and it's like, her whole thing, like she just graded everything all the time and is awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it's like, that only goes so far. And, uh, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, uh, you know, the first one did well and great. People enjoy it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but it's kind of like, it's more it, interesting if the character has more challenges. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, you want to see a, a, a woman be a superhero. Awesome. But also they should still be a character yeah. and not yeah, just be like, graded everything all the it's time. It's like the original Superman when then he's confronted with kryptonite. He's never. Yeah, it's got to be. Kryptonite. You got to have some vulnerability. And, right. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, is he going to get out? Test mucker saves him and blah, blah, blah. Um. So, yeah, he tries to win a horse, okay. tries to get a job at the <clears> ranch, <throat> tries to win a horse and they won't give him one. He jumps up from the prone position on the ground. And knocks that guy Lands off the, on horse. the horse. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And I put good stuff, karate chop on the hand and takes the horse. But that guy's hand is like cut like where he chops him. Like right. that's how hard he chopped him. Right. But it's fun because I like that part because you don't see this. Something else in this video essay that was interesting. They said the Westerns in the 50s and stuff were more violent than these spaghetti Westerns. It seems like the spaghetti westerns are more violent, but they said that this is like PG-13 now is what these spaghetti mm. westerns are. And the westerns of the 50s were like brutal in, I think, the way that they would show, you know, being mean to somebody or just being a, you know, total asshole right. or jerk and just the subconscious of it. Um, right. But I like how this was like chopping the guy, you know, the in the hands and pulling the eyes out, which you never see right. in movies like this, you know? So I like that, that it was different, but yes, I like red sun for an Eastern Western. If you've seen red sun, that's a good one. The one we talked about earlier from 71 is good because that, that has a good balance of, you got Charles Bronson, Elaine Delon, right. you know, Tashira right. Mifuni. Um, yeah. But, uh, but now, now, like you said, he's playing poker. He's also an excellent shuffler. Yeah, he's doing all these all tricks. That. Yeah. And he wins. And then if I won, I'm like, I'm not sleeping here. I'm going to go sleep over there. Right. You know, somewhere else. Um, 
which is funny because then they all wake up and it's funny because but you know like i've said before with everybody if you and i are watching this together we'd have a hell of a time we'd be elbowing each other oh my god he threw the knife oh he threw another knife oh he threw another knife he threw four knives um but it's fun because it makes you kind of laugh when the one knife just misses him and then the other one misses. It's just right. kind of melodramatically funny in a way. Like, I don't know how to right. explain it. Um, and then he beats the guys up in the bunkhouse, which I didn't much care for that fight very much. Like him having them all jump over the thing and he's hitting them each. Um, but I liked the fight in the bar was better. And then the fight with uh, the fight with the main bad guy, you know, the big bosses of yeah, the sure. game. Right. Um, now he's invited to work on a ranch and the Mexican workers are being sold to the ranchers. And this part reminded me of Django Unchained, like that opening scene of the slaves walking, like right. the way they showed their feet and how they were just however long they had been brought there. And then just, you know, you just sold to somebody like, here, give me the money. OK, they're yours now. Right. And this part I kind of miss, but I kind of get it. They end up killing the Mexicans because the federales are coming or the army right. or whatever you call it. And Shanghai Joe beats them up. Well, so, OK, let's slow down. So bad this is guys so what like, happens. Yes. So they're in this valley mm-hmm. and they're supposed to they tell the Shanghai Joe they're going to get some cattle and they must have gone down to Mexico because now like they're, you know, so. So, you know, they're the guys who work on this ranch. And they're all there, like on their horses. And then he's like, I don't see cattle. And he's like, oh, no, they're there. They're just on two feet. And then you see they're like, you know, th- these guys, a couple of guys on horseback are like driving, you know, pushing these um, this group of maybe 30, 40, you know, Mexican laborers um, <laughs> on foot. And then um, so they're going to like get these guys and they're going to be slaves. And he's like, well, I thought slavery, Shanghai Joe says, I thought slavery was now illegal in America. And he said, well, no, no, no. These people are starving where they were. Now they get a chance to work. They're happy to take the work, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't even think about, you know, don't be (laughs) so hard about it. And he's like, Shanghai Joe is like just sitting there like, "Hmm, not sure about this one. And then, yeah, somebody spots the federales and they're like, oh, we can't leave any witnesses. So they, they, all the Mexican guys start running and they just, they're just all sitting on horseback. The, the ranchers like taking pot shots, like trying to sh- kill all the, the Mexicans. And it's like, it's a tough scene because there's this massacre of these innocents. Yeah. And then like, and then all of a sudden the guy turns to Shanghai Joe and hands him a gun. He's like, go for it. You know, don't, you know, you can start shooting. And then like all of a sudden Shanghai Joe like kicks that guy and then he gets into a fight and he beats up all the ranchers, you know, and, and it's like, wait a minute, you could have done that. Instead, you sat there while they killed 25 yeah. of the 30 guys, and then you start the fight. It like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I understand yeah. the idea, but it's like, if he had seen them kill one guy and then be yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm getting into this, and then started to defend it, yeah, it would have made the, more sense. But instead, it's like, uprising you know, and whatever. they yeah, wanted yeah. to have, the, it's clear they wanted to have this massacre scene, Yeah, you know, which is kind of rough, and then like, and then have him still be the good guy. And it's like, you can't have both of these. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if yeah. they'd been holding him back, you know, if he started to react right away and they hold him back and yeah. then he finally breaks out. And after they've done most of the massacre, then he's finally free. And he then, you know, kicks their ass. That would have been one thing, but like just to yeah. have him sit there. Yeah. Yeah. It really, yeah. Like it really did not make that. At that point I was like, mm, I'm kind of off this ride. <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's very... like, I know that's when the movie's supposed to really start cooking. But I was at that point, I was like, okay, there's not like there's some thought that needs to be put in here. That, yeah, you know, very just very, a few changes to the editing maybe would have made that much more impactful. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very true. Where sometimes it's like, let's show how bad the bad guys are to justify his fighting and killing. But then you're like, like you said, where maybe just one guy, you know, if, you know, when I think of it in my head, I think, you know, Sam Peckinpah, slow motion, one guy getting killed like Angel. And then they all get angry. And, you know, and then all the Mexican guys are pulling them all off the horses and they're beating them up like that would have been cool. But yeah, to massacre like 20 of the 40 or 30. And then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, but, I, I, again, but yeah, I'm not it, here to like just, you know, dunk on the movie, but right, and, right. And there's things about it that I like, but I, there are things about it where I was like, but no, it's, you could have put a little more thought into it. You know what I mean? True. Without any greater expense. It's true. It's <laughs> you know, that I, part. And it's the part where as cheesy as they are, I think I would have liked to see a little montage of him lifting weights with his legs or something like working those out. Right. You know, right. but then again, yeah. when you think about it, because I was thinking about this too, he thinks he's defeated everyone. So he's right. good. And Spencer's an old rich guy who's not going to follow him. So I think he thinks right. he's okay. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, there was a movie recently, I think. It's kind of that thing where he thinks he's okay. And so he wouldn't have yeah. to show a montage, but I would have liked to see it. Um, yeah. But he's then attacked on the road after freeing the Mexican. He's blamed for the raid by the police. And they are killing Mexicans for sadistic fun. So this is where you meet Spencer and they got mm-hmm. the Mexican guy hanging there and they're just shooting him in the shoulder and shooting, you know, him. Yeah. And uh, and then the other one, they put Shanghai Joe in a bull ring. So they capture him and his arms are tied. This part was <laughs> was fun. Again, yeah. I had watched that trailer. So I saw this part. I was like, oh, man. But something that's wrong with it is it makes you really think like, how did they get that bull to fall down? Did they shoot him on camera or kill him and then start taping it, you know, running the cameras and he falls down. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it wasn't a thing of like, say a Trinity movie or one of those where they would reverse it and the bulls standing up and you see him fall down. This was, they did something which is bad, but yeah. um, Yeah. But they do that in Mexico. They kill the bulls all the time. Um, which is weird in 2023. You would think that they would stop that, but with that, you know, with the bullfighting, bullfighting still a thing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I, I, I I'm not. Maybe you and I should start uh, another. Get you and your son to do bullfighting a bullfighting podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Little bullfighter. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. No, they used to do. But, I remember but, when I was a kid, they would have both people would go to bullfights in Tijuana because I've grew. I'm here in yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Tijuana is right across the border. It's like yeah. 20 minutes away. I'm in Mexico. So, but yeah. I never. I mean, I know we didn't go, and, but I never hear about it now. So I don't know if they. I don't know if they do some. I mean, I think they still do it in Spain, but I'm not sure how much they do it. Maybe. In Mexico. Maybe I don't know. you're right. Maybe, maybe they do Spain and not quite Mexico. But yeah, I'm just surprised that we haven't heard more about it. Like you know, but anyway, yeah. but we're here about Shanghai Joe. Uh, so they put him in the bull ring and with his hands tied, and I'm like, uh Oh, but he jumps up and kicks the bull on the top of the head and mm-hmm. the bull bleeding out his nose. You collapses. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, yeah. You and I, now we can learn from this movie just get yeah. on a bull's head. Yeah. If you're in Spain doing the run with the bulls, just, just do jump a backflip like he does. Head. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Um, Joe escapes with the head rancher, then beats him up and leaves him. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Joe escapes with the head rancher. Oh, was that Spencer? He escaped. Yeah, he took Spencer on the horse right. and then left Spencer and took off on his horse. And that's why when he 
this coming up now. He tries to tell the authorities what happened. And the authorities like, I can't do anything about that guy. And then all of a sudden walks out and is like, oh, you have Spencer's horse. You're a horse. Right. You know, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, not getting a lot. He's not necessarily getting the benefit of the doubt because of his uh, ethnic uh, background, which is probably accurate to some degree. Sure. Yeah. And also, like, my other thing is you can't really blend in because you stand out like a sore thumb, like all over any town you go to. And when uh, and then you find out now, of course, that Spencer's paying the cops to be on his side, you know, that whole thing Mm -hmm. in Westerns and mob movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Spencer's like, I'm going to hire four killers to kill. Which also happens today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How much has changed? (laughs) Um, He's like, we're going to do a uh, he's like, I'm going to get somebody to kill him. And then they're like, no, we got four killers that you can get. He's like, "Okay," And he gets all four guys. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's really fun i like that part yeah i love the idea of like you live in a world where like you know just in case i know four insane like colorful <laughs> yeah. assassins um like i if you know in my life personally yeah like if you said dave i need you to hire four crazy assassins i wouldn't just off the top of my head <laughs> have yeah. four i'd have to look on you know yelp or something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not sure that i would just know some yeah, you know <laughs> yeah well we got scalper joe and we got yeah uh, oh and then they're just there it's like are they just waiting like are these guys hanging out somewhere just waiting for yeah. the call it's you know it's, like it's like you know are, are they you know it, what are they what's scalper joe doing in his free time when he's exactly. off the job it's like i want on, a lot more you know <laughs> on my old podcast i did moonraker and my thing was like where does he get these people like yeah does yeah, he yeah call and he's like we're all going to space you're all my you know my guys are they just sitting around doing nothing um, a lot of things yeah but yeah the uh and then the woman christina finds him but some men are watching him so she's like you know she's the daughter of the guy that he helped earlier and she's yeah. like i'm gonna take you to my town and the guys that are watching him he fights the guy and drowns him in a pan of boiling water and rice yep Kind of mm-hmm. funny. I always wonder yeah. if that not to get too into it, but I was thinking of this watching uh, Napoleon last night, but when they drink hot coffee and it's steaming and sometimes you're like, is that dry ice in there? How do they cut that yeah. off? I don't know. This pot of water was steaming like dry ice in it. Yeah. But the guy put his face in it like, but maybe yeah. back then I- it was like, it was like, ah, just come on. We got to get the shot. Do it already. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. There's yeah, that, that, that was a good trick. And it, this yeah, I, the irony of like I'm burning this guy in rice because he's always yeah you know Shanghai Joe's like walking around with this sack of rice <laughs> all day long. That's the other thing that's like you know it's like yeah. you know every every major star has their like thing like you know he's got his you know whatever special sword yeah yeah he's got a sack of rice <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> which uh, is you know yeah uh, the original Django has that coffin with the machine you know with the Gatling right gun. yeah like everybody's got sure, their thing. Sure. He's got rice. Right. El Mariachi. I'm bring rice. Yeah, El Mariachi. <laughs> yeah. He and Christina ride off to the next town. And I put here, this is more the kind of town he wanted. When he got off the stagecoach, he's like, this is the town? Like, you know, he yeah. thought it'd be kind of bustling, like a tombstone or something. Right. And um, he gets her a room. They're like, no rooms. And then that guy's sitting over there. Fucking that shot looks cool. The way the guy's sitting looks cool. Like, he's mm-hmm. just like kind of motions to them, like, Go ahead. That's bearing Sam guy. He's like, go yeah. ahead. And uh, 
And so he's like, oh, oh yeah, we do have a room. Gives her, but only one. So he's like, I'll sleep in the stable. The barn. Yeah. And stable. so now he shows up in the morning and Christine has been kidnapped and he finds where they've probably taken her. So he goes for a walk because they've taken the horses too. They didn't show it editing. Like you said, he opens the barn halfway and, yeah. and then just turns around and leaves. And I'm like, was he going to do something? But that's to show us all the horses are gone. They took all the horses. Right. He's got no way to get them, to chase right. them. Which wasn't he sleeping in the same hole? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> Again. which the camera showed, but to, which right. they took the horses after he woke up to go to the hotel. Yeah, yeah like, right, 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 right. Because yeah, the camera kind of backs up and you see his horse, you know, standing there. Right. Um, but yeah, um, they have set a trap, but he is awesome and holds himself mm -hmm. up off the spikes right so, of course the famous spike trap yeah where and he's upside down with his feet up in the air like holding on to these wooden spikes on the on the thing right and, then and they don't show how up, he yeah. gets out of that but it's right yeah kind of uh fun and interesting <clears throat> like you said like watching these movies i've always said i get why chip was like okay i can't do these anymore i can't put up with these movies you know i want a good movie but it's that you have to watch. You have to imagine. I try to imagine if you're watching this with a group of people, like at a theater, like say Quentin might have. Everybody's yeah. going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. Kind of making their own comments and all this stuff. Um, And then this is where you hear the Chinaman song that Sam was talking about. And he right. beats up bearing Sam, which I like that guy, that uh, Mitchell. Uh, I like that actor. He looks cool. He reminds yeah. me too. They, um, need, uh, they needed the guy from um, uh, the Big Lebowski to explain that that's not the yeah uh, that, <laughs> yeah Sam Elliott. Term yeah. That, that's not the term that we yeah well yeah <laughs> that's not the term that we use these days. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Walter you know Walter subject in the parlance yeah. of our times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah um yeah that would be fun um yeah something like just uh, a, a narrator somebody yeah, cut that in and cut that in there yeah this is not uh, normal the whole, it's yeah. all of shanghai joe except for this one <laughs> yeah, all uh, of it would be for the big lebowski about uh the proper way to refer to all sam elliott narration this is wrong this is wrong this is yeah, not, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. almost right. like uh like kurt russell in uh once upon a time in hollywood where he's like that didn't really happen like he got dui and <laughs> yeah. that's why he's driving yeah him. Um, so here's what I put. I wrote this because I noticed it. This guy's suit is awesome because the dirt just falls off of it. I don't know if you noticed yeah. it. I was thinking that there would be continuity problems with him, like rolling in the dirt and stuff. But when yeah. he's running away from Joe, the dust, mm -hmm. the dirt and stuff's just falling off of that suit. And it looks yeah. clean. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what's this made of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Seriously. That's some serious old West. Uh fashion yeah construction yeah. high high quality and they don't uh, make it I, like that anymore yeah i put that i need to get one of these maybe it's that those italians they know you know you got uh you know um that's true what's yeah. the, the word i'm looking for uh giorgio armani like some maybe it's yeah. one of those it's a pre-giorgio yeah. armani yeah <laughs> right it's a uh, wool mohair blend yeah yeah <laughs> um he throws the guy into the snake into the spike pit so that's kind of cool too in a way, you know, it's probably going to happen, but you're not sure. But in movies, say now you would, you know, Terminator 2, they're fighting by the thing of molten steel. And you're like, OK, something is going to end right. in the molten steel. 
And right. with this, I was thinking, oh, you could have shown the guy be thrown and land right by the pit where he's almost right. looking like, oh, shit. And then after a couple of throws, then he gets thrown onto it. But this was like they're mm -hmm. fighting away from it. Then all of a sudden gets thrown in it. And you're like, oh, OK. But still, you kind of knew it was probably going to happen. Yep. Um, he saves and unties Christine, Christina. She's sick and needs a doctor. The bad guys tell him that the doctor's in the saloon. This part yep. I love. I don't know about you. I mean, you could tell when he walked in. It's a blonde hair, but um, he walks in the saloon and gets gunned down, but he has switched clothes with a bad guy. He then right. kicks ass again. The guy has a gun hidden, but Joe knows a cool and fun effect in the movie. So that whole fight I love in the bar, when he mm -hmm. walks in and he gets shot, it's that other guy. Then he comes, he's wearing the guy's clothes. He jumps down, fights them all, pulls. That's when he pulls that guy's eye out, right? Yeah, sure. And then, or is that the guy that, but anyway, the guy goes, here's my one gun. Here's my other gun. It's all I got. But he's got the Derringer in his pocket. Right. You're wondering, why did he cut his head? And I guess Joe didn't see that. And you're like, I wonder why he did that. He did that so he can reach in his pocket for a handkerchief. And he's going to get the mm -hmm. gun. He's like, oh, thanks for reminding me. I need to. And Shanghai Joe just I think that's his eye right. that pulls out. Right. That guy. Right. Right. And just gets him before he can, you know, do anything, which is uh, it, so. And the same effect with him putting the hand up behind the bar and the hand gets yeah. shot and the right. fork in the beginning, like all that kind of stuff that you don't normally see in a spaghetti Western. At least I haven't seen maybe enough to see those kind of effects. But I like those yeah. effects in my spaghetti western. Like, bring me more of that. Bring me, yeah. Uh, bring me um, a uh, dang it, can't. Savini. Bring me Tom Savini effects into a western. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, but again, I mean, the problem here is that like, Shanghai Joe is so good, and everybody else is so yeah. like incompetent that you yeah. never really feel stakes for him. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like you know he's just gonna do some trick. Yeah, and then you know, so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very true. It's well, although maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I was gonna say Enter the Dragon. I just bought digital 4K. iTunes was five bucks. Um, but it's that thing of like Bruce Lee. Like you're not really worried about Bruce Lee, but he does get scratched. He gets beat up when. But he could. It, Bruce Lee could sell that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had to like summon the strength. Yeah, to get through this fight. You that's know what I mean? True. Like he was a good that's enough the actor biggest thing. Yeah, and performer. Like, yeah, that's the thing. You have to yeah. be able to like. It's not like you think John Wick is gonna. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not yeah. shoot the guy. Like, you just have to be good enough to be able to sell that there are sell that you're injured, you're having to find yeah. the whatever inner whatever to get there. Yeah, and this guy is not bringing that to the table. <laughs> he's, but, he's not. You know, that's not what this is about. Exactly. When you think of the better ones, uh, hopefully you've yeah. seen Yojimbo and you've seen sure. yeah, well, uh, Fistful of Dollars. In Yojimbo, sure. there's this cool part when I forget the name of the guy, but the main bad guy that carries the samurai sword and a gun. Um, he sits down with him and um, Toshiro Mufuni looks over at his sword that's on the end of the table and he goes mm -hmm. to make a move. And, you know, he wants that. And the bad guy knows yeah. it, too, and pulls it away yeah. from him. You're like that builds us. You're like, oh shit! Now's what he's. What's he gonna do? He gets beat right. up. Same as the man with no name gets beat up, and now you're like, oh shit! What's gonna happen? And then they get right. out and they yeah. work to come back. It's all the thing of, of like you said, the performance of being beaten, 
And when this guy doesn't get beaten except for shot in the legs later, and then automatically he can fight just as good three days later or two right. days later as yeah. he did before. Yeah. Which is very true. But I'm not changing my rating for you, you son of a bitch. Um, but Joe brings the doctor to Christina. Uh, now, the great, I put here, the great Klaus Kinski is on the side of the road, scalper Jack, and he scalps mm-hmm. the doctor to find out where Joe is. The way right. he's looking at him while he's trying to cut his hair and the guy's freaking out and he just, it's the thing of him with the right. Man. He's like, it's gonna hurt more if you move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, you're like, damn. Now that's really selling it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. an actor. Yeah, exactly. And he wants to find out where Joe is. And I put here pretty great and brutal of him, like just his acting, just. And that's why you could be like, if I was financing this movie and I'm watching the whole thing up to Klaus Kinski, and then I go, oh, that's why we paid Klaus Kinski what we paid him. Okay. Right. Money well spent. I agree. You know, so then he knows where they're at. He shoots Joe in the leg, then in the other leg. And Klaus rides up and knocks him out and ties him up in the cabin. But I think he only mm-hmm. ties his ponytail to the ring, right? right. He doesn't yeah. tie his arms or nothing up. I put here and this is where I put this might be my favorite Kinski performance so far. Like he's just so vicious. And I guess there was a part that was cut out in mine that I noticed on the video essay where he's combing that doctor's scalp. Hmm. And then it cuts because it, it just showed the scene of him with the, with the, um, the comb over his mouth. Mm -hmm. So it looked like a mustache or whatever. That's what it it started with that. And then showed her Mm -hmm. tied to the bed. But right before that was him combing the hair. Then he turns around and puts the comb up to his mouth. And I'm like, right. oh, that's pretty vicious yeah, um, and demented. And uh, Jack begins to scalp Joe, but Joe pulls his hair off that ring thing, holding him to the post. He fights Jack quickly on the ground, which I kind of also with Kinski, you would want that. But also I could see Kinski being like, wait, you want me to fight? Like, no. Like, right. Yeah. You know, Um, but he fights him quickly on the ground and then puts all three knives in him and kills him. So right. that's where you saw him before where he opened his coat to show all the knives and picks the switchblade to cut him with. And, um, and then just stabs right. him like, with all three knives. Right. Kinski has like one of these coats where like you, yeah, you open it up and inside the yeah, like three uh, on know, one the, side, there, there's knives. Yeah. There's like all these, it's especially made like, you know, little slots for each knife. And then, yeah. So Shanghai Joe uses that against him, but kind of like opens up the coat and then pushes it close to the knife, his own knives stab him. Yeah. That's a cool move. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, yeah, it was really note cool. to self. Good move. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although at that point I was like, oh man, like, you know, he was clearly the best part of this movie. Yeah. Now yeah. Over. So now, you know, like you, you kind of wish that he was the big bad, you know? Yeah. 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 You want more. Yeah. Very true. But then like you said, in the next movie, it's not as cool. You know, he might've, was he good? Klaus Kinski in Return of Shanghai Joe? I mean, he would be good, you know, in anything, uh, but it's just <laughs> yeah. a different, he wasn't that kind of character. He was like right. the, the guy that like the, the, the finance, he, like he's sort of like a gangster, meaning like he owned the town, like, oh, he comes right. to town and he like, you know, forced everybody to sell them their land. So he owned all this land and he kind of controlled the local law. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't like a psycho killer in the same way. He was just right. a different kind of scheming yeah, bad different. guy. So yeah. Yeah. The, 
but then so that old guy is seeing this through the window and then the old guy shows yeah. up at Spencer's place and he's like, oh, he killed Scalper Jack. And then they get a package and they're, oh, what's a package? Oh, Scalper Jack sent you something. How nice of him. Oh, wasn't that how nice? And they open it up and it's his scalp and they're like, oh, my God. And that one guy just right. laughs. They um, all pass it around and then, yeah, like you see them all open this box and then look at it in this one shot. And the, the guy's like, Ugh, and then he passes it to the next guy, and the next guy's like, Ugh, and it's like, <laughs> maybe just be like, you know what? I'm good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. Uh, curiosity <laughs> killed the cat, um, yeah. But now Spencer needs another, he's like, I need another martial, martial arts because they're like, we got more killers we can think of, you know, right? They're on their Yelp, like you are, and then he's like. <laughs> He's like, no, no, we need a martial arts guy just like him. And they find him. And this is when, of course, Joe is telling her the story, a uh, little backstory from Joe. And yeah. so I think his you could see where he's not just a guy found at a plate like his moves when he's doing that in front right. of all those people. He's got some good moves regular where you're like, this isn't a guy just, oh, I need to know karate. Let me try to. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, he knows some stuff. Um. And then Spencer pays the martial arts guy and wants Joe dead. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think he gave him 2000. He's like more to come when he's dead. Mm -hmm. And now they're in Christina's hometown. And she's like, oh, there's another Chinese man waiting for you. Another man like you. And they go, man, like me. What do you mean? And he's like a Chinese man. He's like Chinese like me. And they fight. And so that so what did you think of this fight? First of all, you think like two guys in Texas in the 1880s were both from China. <laughs> yeah. You think they would probably start talking to each other in Chinese. I mean, maybe, maybe oh, they very, speak different dialects. I didn't think of that. But yeah, I was kind yeah. of like, oh, maybe they would like be like, hey, man, don't you miss the old country? Like, you know, I really love to get some of that, you know, like noodles we used to get back yeah, there. Yeah. You know, remember remember you when we just, were at school? You'd be like, hold yeah. on. Just can we just like go back and relate a little bit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> they just get yeah. right into it. That reminds me of an interesting story you said about dialect. I remember on um, Replacement Killers, Mira Sorvino was like, I'm going to be on with Chow Yun Fat. And she's like, and I took, I was, you know, took Chinese studies and did all this stuff. So she's like, I can talk to Chow Yun Fat. She goes to talk to him. She knows Mandarin. He knows Cantonese. Ah, so they still couldn't right. really talk. She's like, oh, man. Or vice versa, whatever. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Nice try. And it was like, ah, oh. so they fight. It's funny because they have it kind of in a way not as cool as like Enter the Dragon, where he goes through all the weapons and they kind of go yeah. through that on this. I, I was saying, how did you like it? Like they fight with the fighting normal first with their feet and their hands, and then they fight with the knives and then mm -hmm. they fight with the swords. But the knife thing where he throws both knives, they both throw it and they both catch it. Right. And then they throw yeah. it. And they yeah, hit that's cool. It. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And which Sword is... fight again, not, you know, not the most whatever. I don't yeah. know. I just felt like the fighting and stuff. There's some fun parts in it, but it didn't, you know, it wasn't of the it, highest. Yeah, it wasn't your big baddie type of fight. It was and kind of like, what was it in? There was something that was when you got two guys trained the same way to fight, it should be yeah. like you said, where. Just like them knowing, like, oh, remember when we had that rice? Remember so-and-so used to cook that food? Yeah. It was pretty good. This should have been, like, each move they made was countered by the other because they knew what the right. other was going to do. Right. And just kind of a stalemate for a while and then do something, you know, out right. of the ordinary. Um, But 
then they're fighting with swords and he goes to stab him through that fence and mm-hmm. he moves over to the side and chops his hand off. Right. And you're like, holy shit. Like, and the hand's still there on the handle of the right. sword. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, and this guy's come prepared though. Now he's got a revolver in his, you know, in his kimono and he pulls that out and starts shooting at Joe and Shanghai Joe has special powers in his arm and it glows red. So it's almost like we yeah. said, like five fingers of death, where his, his problem right. grows red, glows red. And so his arm glows and he says, for the heart. And that reminds you of Fistful of Dollars, like, you right. know, aim for the heart. And he stops the bullet. But what's cool, there's two things. I was thinking, OK, this is a 70s movie. If you ever saw a movie called Super Fuzz back in the day when I was growing up, I'm 52. Oh, my God. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. I saw it when I was, you know, eight years old or something. So and, I don't remember and, that well. They shoot him with a gun and he turns his head. And then when he shows his mouth, he's got the bullet in his teeth. Right. But, oh it's, my God, I remember that. but it's the full bullet. It's the shell. Right. <laughs> it's the casing yeah, and the, the bullet. Yeah, right. And yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. On this, I thought, oh, they're going to mess it. He's going to open his hand. It'll just be a loose, full bullet with the shell, with the shell, right. with the casing and everything. But instead, he opens his hand and he's caught it shot into his hand. But he had enough right. power to stop it from going through his hand. But it's stuck in his hand, which was cool. And it was just yeah. the projectile. It wasn't the case, right. which I was like, OK, cool. They did that right. And then he then punches the bad guy in and through the chest. And it's pretty yep. cool slow motion of the blood, like the way it squirts up and lands on his. Yeah. Head, you know, and yeah. then that one little drop lands right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very like carefully done. And they had said they and they asked the guy, the um, the bad guy, the trainer, you know, that director had said in like a 2002 interview. Oh, yeah. I filmed the whole part where he pulled his heart out and all this stuff. And <laughs> they were like, well, I don't know. So they asked this guy who played the bad guy. And the master. And he was like, he's like, no, we did the squib thing, you know, where I had blood squirting out of me. But no, we never did anything else. So there was no heart, you know, pulling out or anything. But it was done. It was done good the way it was. But again, you would kind of want him to fall over. Right. It just went from that to Shanghai. Joe says goodbye to Christina. And he rides off into the right. sunset. And you're like, yeah, he's like, I got to go, Christina. Again, it's like uh, we're, uh, she can probably hang out with you. Yeah, like, there's, there's that, nobody you know? coming after you. Yeah. But then again, when you think about it, Spencer's still alive. Spencer, right. you and I work on a sequel right now. OK, Spencer, yeah. still alive. Mm-hmm. Who do you get to go after Shanghai Joe now? I think everybody you got to just trick him and have him by himself. And then you just have like 50 guys surround him and kill right. him. But he's so good. He'll do a flip and they'll all kill themselves. And the, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. just some threads left hanging here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's uh, the end of the movie. And then this is where I wrote about the sequel and uh, Italian guy playing yellow face. I'll have to check on that. But I believe I'm right because I just watched it. But I but I saw a picture of him and I could see where he does look, you know, Chinese. Um, reviews. Uh-huh. I don't have any reviews here, but in this movie, did you see anything that you think Tarantino might have liked or used in a film? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the guy kind of fighting against slavery in the old west. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like of course you get like a little bit of that. Um, I couldn't really identify anything else in particular. I think that stood well, out. I think stuff that he'd like, like the eye pull, like 
you know oh sure yeah hand right. cut off all the effects you know being like oh right wow. yeah this sort of like you've got this sort of may you know common scenario of like this western town whatever it is and then all of a sudden like just a few points during the movie you get this extremely gory yeah uh moment um you know that's not otherwise like a horror type you know whatever movie um obviously that's a that's a big part of his aesthetic yeah 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 very true and i know you don't like to rate movies but uh we have one to five five being the best uh i rate this movie three and a half out of five did i rate it too high dave i mean i would say like it's a maybe a two uh oh below average (laughs) i mean you know i think they're i just it's one of these movies where it's like if you had done five percent more, right, you know, right, it would have right, been right. that much yeah. better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the frustrating thing. It's like, because uh, there are some cool scenes, some cool moments. The main actor doesn't really carry the film. Uh, you know, the, there's the cool gory scenes. You've got the, um, you know, the certainly Klaus Kinski, like, you know, bumps in from a one to a two all by oh, himself. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, but it's just, you know, if they'd found maybe a better actor and put a little bit more effort into a few elements um to make it cohere a little bit more um i think uh and a little more struggle yeah you know yeah it's just like you had the makings of of a movie that really could have been something more special more you know instead it's like an entertaining movie that you could watch and get some good parts out of and 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 whatever and and that's not a knock you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. but i'm not i don't know i i i'm it's not something that i'm particularly going to run around recommending to a lot of people I hear you because I was thinking about this for our next question, which is, would you buy this movie rented or find it for free? So, like I said, I asked Sam, like, should I buy it? It's, and he was like, yeah, buy it. Cause it looks so crazy when it first came on the randomizer. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this looks amazing. And he was like, yeah, buy it. And I learned some stuff about Eastern meets Western stuff. But when I think about it, I might be like, no, oh, just rent it or find it for free. You know, but I am glad yeah. that I own it, that I have it, that I could, that it's something where you could show somebody like, Hey, I got to show yeah. you the scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know. So, yeah. but yeah, it's with the wife this morning. I was like, honey, you, I got to watch this movie for the podcast. And she's like, what is it? And I go, well, it's, I go, you're not going to like it, but it's, uh, you <laughs> know, it's, uh, this uh, Asian guy and he's in the West and she's like, yeah, no, you lost me there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No. I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I did buy it though. I'm glad with my purchase. Do you have anything to wrap up before? I don't mean to rush through this. I just, uh, I did no, see no. a good movie for Phil's film favorite of the week. You want to get to that? I saw Napoleon, yeah, sure. Napoleon okay. in IMAX. It's mm-hmm. a thing where I go to the movies semi lot. I have an AMC. I think you guys have it in California. AMC, yeah. Yeah. you pay 20 bucks yeah. a month, three movies a week. And so I go there usually, but this time Harkins here in Arizona has the official I'm like at AMC, they have an IMAX, but it's a separate theater with not a, you know, six story screen or yeah. whatever. It's smaller. And so when I go to this and I, and they're playing just the trailers and I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I need to come here more often. This huge yeah. screen. Like I was sitting right in the middle. I would have liked to be back a little further next time, but you know, it looked amazing. And I knew for Napoleon, especially like those battle scenes looked great, all this, but I give it four stars. 
I learned a lot because I knew that he was a good like tactician and strategizer, strategizer, good at strategy. Um, uh, you can tell I'm uh, good with English. Um, but it was interesting because kind of, I was thinking about that with Shanghai Joe, he couldn't blend in, but Napoleon would like go like blend in to see yeah. what he needed to know and then go back and be like, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's a weak spots. Here's this spot, you know, whatever is really neat. Joaquin Phoenix does great. Van, uh, Vanessa Kirby. She does really good. There's a scene where I think she Josephine or yeah, she Josephine. Okay. I think everybody knows Josephine passes away. Yeah. Um, there's a scene with him when he's dealing with her death. It's like, holy shit. Like, that's amazing. Like really good. Like, you know, so yeah. And like I, I said on a couple episodes, like he might be our Klaus Kinski. He's not as messed yeah. up as Klaus Kinski, but you could see him doing, you know, but yeah, it's really yeah. good. It's one where I could see it was maybe at IMAX. It was maybe me and six or eight other people in there. Hmm. And it's like, oh man, I wish more people were in there. But you also see where I go, honey, you want to go right. see Napoleon? She's like, no, I have no interest in it. Me, I had interest in it because of Ridley Scott, because it had been tried to Charlie Chaplin tried to make Kubrick tried to make a Napoleon, you know. And so now yeah. Ridley Scott can finally make one. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, my wife, my wife wants to go see it. She's into that kind of thing. Yeah. So you know, it's it's <laughs> a good we'll, one. We'll see if we get a chance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, one. I didn't make. I wanted to go check it out, but didn't make it. Um, but and, I did go to the movies. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I we saw. Um, I went <clears throat> with my nephew and talk and went to see um, uh, uh, Dream Scenario, the new movie uh, with oh, yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, and um, Nicolas Cage always great. Uh, yeah. good movie. Definitely had a few flaws. Um, but, um, you know, really, uh, really interesting. I mean, he's so good. He's incredible. And it's having his great career, career renaissance and, um, you know, very, uh, similar to this in a way, uh, in, yeah. in a weird way, there's a little bit of crossover because it, a lot of the movie, the movie's a lot about dreams and uh -huh. they don't ever tell you at any point in the movie, like, you know, it's not made explicitly clear right. what, when a scene is a dream or happening in the real world of the movie, you know, it's not like it yeah. goes into black and white or sepia or yeah, something. Yeah. So like a lot of times you'll be watching a scene be like, wait, is this a dream or is it really happening? And so, you know, in the context of a, a normal movie about a normal guy, right. you'll all of a sudden have like extremely gory, you know what I mean? Content, yeah. like something crazy gory happened because it's a dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so um, it does have that like shock value in terms of that aspect of it, even though it's like, you know, kind of an artsy independent type movie. Um, yeah. it, it, it has that element of, uh, you know, the, the kind of <laughs> shocking gore feast like happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, again, not, uh, not a perfect movie, but, uh, really worth, worth watching. Well done. Great acting. And, um, Nicholas Cage, just incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not, he's not playing an over the top character. He's, playing yeah, a he's low much more normal subdued guy. And, um, you know, again, he's so good that you can't, even though I've been watching Nicolas Cage movies my whole life. Yeah. You know, it's like halfway through the movie, you forget it's Nicolas Cage. You yeah. just think it's this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah. It it sounds like, too, like it's got a little Charlie Kaufman stuff to yes, it. Yes. Like very his... Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jonesy kind yeah. of conceit and style, but it goes in a different direction. Um, and, uh, you know, it, again, I could pick, I can nitpick some right, things right, about it, yeah. but, um, 
but definitely uh, enjoyed uh, watching it. And it's nice to, I mean, it's great to go see the Napoleons of the world and people should go see whatever movie, but um, yeah, exactly. it's also nice to go, to go support um, something that's a little, uh, you know, yeah, a little, although I will say, I mean, maybe cause we went the day after Thanksgiving, but like our theater was sold out. Like we sat in the front oh, row wow. every other seat was taken. Wow. So yeah. uh, props to the people in Orange County, California who went out yeah. to see an independent movie. You know, I guess it was the night after Thanksgiving and people just had to go out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was good. Yeah. That's uh, on when this episode comes out on, uh, well, right before that on Thursday, I'm going to see Godzilla minus one at the theater. Mm. And that, you know, it's a new, it takes place like before the, before 54, it's like around right, the war time. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, so it should be really cool. It looks amazing. Um, and then after that, my cousin's coming to town this coming weekend. So I said, Hey, the new John Woo movie's coming out called silent night. And right. where, um, uh, the guy, I can't think of his name again, suicide squad guy. Um, where he his son gets killed and he goes on this rampage mm -hmm. and kills everyone. So I'm like, but when I check, like no seats, you know, they're yeah, it's huh. open. There's nobody buying because yeah. I think nobody knows of this movie or whatever. Or yeah, John yeah. Woo's been gone since, you know, payback in America. Every, everybody's going to see the Taylor Swift movie. So, you know, check. Yeah. Which I hear <laughs> for is the great. 13th time. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it, but everybody, every, all the uh, people I have gone, uh, uh, seem to enjoy it. My niece has gone, I think, thirty-seven times. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. Yeah, you know, good. I don't know. It's, yeah, my uh, my know. wife said I'm going to wait until it's streaming, but I will watch it. And I said, okay. Yeah. But it's the uh, thing of, and my wife saw a concert. I forget if it was Dirks Bentley or one of those guys, and she opened for him at sixteen years old, and she was opening. Oh for no him. way! Like, oh my she's God, like, so wild. I was like. She goes, so I've been a fan since then. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> She's OG. <laughs> and yeah. And um, and the uh was I gonna, oh, the uh the thing with your kid, like you have rock docs, you should do yes. with your son, like baseball docs on your show, like little <laughs> bonus episodes. I know that's but, yeah, that would be yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Like the Yogi Berra one that you were talking about. We just watched that. Like I watched that. the Yogi yeah. Berra documentary, my yeah. wife and I with my son. And uh, he loved it. I mean, he's had so much fun. It, it is a good documentary. It's on Netflix. Yeah. About Yogi Berra. But, I did, you know, it's 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 interesting if you have any interest in baseball or just like kind of American history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good watch. But it's like you said, where you couldn't have him watch the uh, Ken, Ken Burns yeah. documentary because he'll be like, uh, get up to the times that I know. You know, these are well. All... Yeah, they might get into like Jim Crow. I don't remember. Yeah, I haven't seen it yeah that so, too. You know, there might be. That Certain too, things though. that like are not appropriate for a six-year-old. Yeah, order, they'll that, go through know, Jackie Robinson stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he knows about Jackie Robinson. He knows yeah, about yeah. you know immigration and the Negro Leagues and all those things, and yeah. that's great. But um, you know, uh, he's uh, you know, it's just some of it might be a little rough content. Yeah, no, we'll, 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 we'll get there. That's the thing, everybody. Look, check this document. Check this podcast out. We're gonna get to what's coming up on the show, but this part <laughs> I don't like baseball, but I was listening to this kid, and I'm like. I'm like, holy shit, like he's amazing, like coming up with names, some of the stuff, like I said, they would have the stats down, but he'd be like, no, this is the best baseball player. And you'd be like, oh, you are right. That guy was pretty good. You know, <laughs> and it's I mean, I try to let him I try to let him drive the car on that one. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he knows he knows his stuff and it's it's a lot of, fun. you know, it's just a yeah. good bonding thing and people and, seem to enjoy it. So, that's, yeah, it's you know. it's a good bonding thing. It's 10 minutes or, or a little more. And it's, you know, it's solid. Um. So come back next week on December 8th when I'm joined by Paul Rowland from Money to Light. 
uh, website. So he does like interviews with all these celebrities, uh, not celebrity, you know, does directors or different people, some mm -hmm. celebrities, people that wrote a book on like recently on theirs, wrote the book for the uh, making of the Dirty Dozen. And that guy mm -hmm. wrote a Lee Marvin book and all this. But uh, when he comes on December 8th, four. That's right. It's Sitting Target from 1972. He chose this movie. Like some of the people that come on, they're like, let me choose. You're like, yeah. I'll do a randomizer. Um, so he was like, have you, he, I gave him the list and he's like, how about Sitting Target? And I'm like, okay. And it's from 1972. It's got Oliver Reed in it. It's mm. amazing. Uh, spoiler alert. I liked it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I found a, uh, I have a digital copy, but I found one on like one of those ok.ru sites. Mm. So if you look yeah. up Sitting Target from 72, you can find it. But what it's about, imprisoned Harry Lomart is a vicious brood of a man, and yet he is prepared to do his long jail term as he is confident that on his release, no, oh, on his release, his beautiful wife, Pat, will be waiting for him. But a visit from Pat brings him his worst nightmare. Dun, dun, dun. So that's <laughs> one where you were talking about he's a main actor in it. And they're escaping from prison. It's the best escape that I've ever seen in a prison movie. Hmm. And okay. it made me actually gasp. Like I audibly, <gasps> because I thought, yeah. something, you know, he missed something or whatever. I was like, oh my God, like really cool. Um, here's a trailer, because I think I can find one. Here's a trailer. You are looking at an animal, the toughest maximum security prison. Can't cage his lust for vengeance. The prison break. The Mauser special. Sitting target. Sitting target rated R. All right. So, uh, and like I said, that movie, either you have to buy a physical copy or you have to do a search on Google for, you know, for it. It yeah. might be on internet archives, but I'm not sure. Cause like when we did uh, dirty, Mary, crazy, Larry, that was on internet archives. I found it on there. Yeah. Um, but where can people find you and all the stuff that you're doing? Well, yeah, I do uh, the baseball podcast called little slugger. Uh, the other, the main other thing I do is the podcast rock docs, which is about music documentaries. We recently did our annual episode about the last waltz uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, who's also been known for, for making other films that you may have enjoyed um and uh so yeah so every, every thanksgiving we do an episode on the last waltz although we haven't been around that long so we've done two but it's an annual thing um yeah. and then we've got other episodes coming up with about uh i don't know everything you could think of any kind of music documentary uh thing we talk about and uh yeah we have guests and it's fun and uh i don't know it's uh people enjoy it so it's nice yeah i've been waiting on the one that uh you did on um little richard I've been waiting on that oh, yeah. documentary to, you know, be streaming somewhere, but I think I'm just going to buy it. Cause... It's out on, it's out on Max now, I think. Oh, okay. Cause I've always, I'm 99% loved... sure that's, yeah. I've always loved that's... Little Richard 
And to show you how old school my dad is, I was like, dad, little Richard's like coming like to play like for the last, you know, one of the last time, maybe I won't be able to say, oh, you want to see that guy? You know, cause he's gay. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't want to, you know, really? You're going to uh, like, come on, dad. Those days. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> like, I told yeah. my dad once uh, I go, I go, so you don't like queen. Freddie Mercury's <laughs> got the best voice ever. And he's like, well, maybe I need to listen to some queen songs. I'm like, yeah, you do. Cause it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a long list. Uh, so um, yeah, hey, whatever. No, little Richard. Uh, it's a great documentary. The little Richard documentary is great. I, I'm pretty sure it's on max now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Cause it was on CNN. So it's part of the same Warner okay, cool. conglomerate. Uh, yeah. And uh, directed by Lisa Cortez. Yeah. We did an episode about that uh, back in the summer or spring or whatever. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a good documentary. Little Richard is awesome. Anyway, so yeah, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Little Richard, yeah. the band. You that was it. a funny Up one. Rock, the, the first one I listened to, and then I told the wife, I go, honey, you love Garth Brooks. We should watch this. Was the one where you said, like, you can see it in his eye, like the way he speaks to the camera and talks about himself in third person, Garth Brooks, where you're like, you guys were hilarious talking about like, what about this scene when he said that? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like yeah. I got to, if you had, if you could put Garth Brooks <laughs> and Klaus Kinski in a movie together, it'd be like <laughs> the two most intense people <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's fun. It's uh, yeah. So, but uh, no, and then I appear on this thing sometimes yeah. too. So making well, Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> there um, you go. Uh, Listen to that. Everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. We'll be, I'll have you back on next year, but uh, I'm full up. For the till the end of the uh the till the end All of good, December, yeah. but uh yeah, it's very exciting. Um, thank you for always being on for uh being like, sure, I'll do it. Um, so if we're ready to end, I will end it. Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Oh, see, I thought you would have picked up on it. It's the third time I say goodbye, and you- I know, <laughs> I know, I always like space out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> there you can you edit go. that in. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry.